I feel sad about it because I uh, have just really enjoyed doing the show and everything. But I feel like I'm kind of at a point of acceptance and just I'm excited for like what the future holds for both of us. Kind of like moving from uh, like moving to a new year and stuff like that. Like, yeah, I've like it's like, okay, 2020, you were a fucking train wreck. Goodbye. Now, 2021. You will probably also be a train wreck, but um, we don't know how you're going to be a train wreck yet. So I think like a boat wreck. I think I think <laughs> something like that or like a bunch of like race cars. Just like yeah, exactly. <laughs> we know that you're going to be a wreckage of some kind, but like <laughs> it'll be fun to find out what kind of wreckage this will be. So but on that wholesome note, let's start the episode. <laughs> Click. <laughs> Welcome to I've Been Meaning to Listen to That, the podcast where we go through albums, nay, playlists we've been meaning to listen to and use it as a conduit to learn about each other and our guests. And uh, this is Ezra's like final episode as co-host. Ezra will be back maybe sooner than later, honestly. And uh, yeah, but like... Um, it's the final episode Yeah, so uh what Ezra weigh in <laughs> weigh in on that <laughs> I feel like whenever you do things like that, it makes you more uncomfortable if I'm just quiet than if I say something <laughs> then, then, positive or not. Also, like it makes it probably makes um, me more uncomfortable than you uncomfortable. Like at this point, uh, yeah, absolutely. I just wait it out. <laughs> I, yeah. I know eventually you'll fizzle out. It's like letting a kid like run off the energy. Like they'll get tired at some point. Just, just like, yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, welcome to the show. Uh, welcome to the final episode as a tenure. And uh, before we like get into like, you know, my playlist, because um, I, I think I just would rather like just like, so you know, get into it. And then the word what, what? <laughs> you're like, I think that we should just get into this. Meanwhile, I'm getting hung up on one word because uh, the first time that I heard uh, tenure, I thought that it meant you worked a place for 10 years and uh, <laughs> then you got tenure <laughs> and basically like you they like, are untouchable. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, wow. I'm really sad to like miss nuggets like that. You know, on the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Contra- beautiful contributions like that. The inner workings of Ezra Ward's mind. <laughs> um, but yeah, like uh, this is really bittersweet and also, but uh, not a hope, very hopeful too, honestly. Like, like Ezra like pointed out at the very cold open at the, at the very cold open. <laughs> um <laughs> 
I had to put on a coat. It was so cold. Um, but yeah, like it's uh, this is a very, you know, this is a really exciting time. Uh, I don't know what I'm saying. Um, let's get into some audience Q&A really quickly. <laughs> it's a very um, exciting time. <laughs> now that I'll be gone, like <laughs> you can do all the wild ideas that you always wanted to do. But I was just constantly pushing down. That's not true. Um, so, uh, yeah, we got some uh, questions. You got some like, let's do that first. Um, we got a question from Harper, Harper Thompson, uh, co-host of the Hawkeyes podcast. Uh, we were both a guest on that. That was a lot oh, of fun. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And they guessed it on our show, like a uh, really, really wonderful time. And uh, yeah, sorry, ask, I wasn't there uh, for that, but <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It's, it's OK. Um, uh, Harper asks, like favorite movie soundtracks. We kind of did something similar last year, but it was like of that year, you know, uh. John Jay asked like favorite movie scores of that year, but like she's saying favorite movie scores just of all time. So, uh, honestly, I was thinking, hmm, can I find a way to classify Avatar The Last Airbender as a movie? And I can't. That's fine. I'm going to do it anyway, uh, because that is just like one of my favorite scores. Like, in, well, our, we're talking scores, right? When we say soundtracks. Yeah, soundtrack okay. scores, all that stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, I just... Uh, think it's really neat and um the people who compose that music uh are just fucking talented as hell they also did the music for legend of Korra, um so mm. like that their influence like stuck around for that and um it's just like beautiful like i listen to it like pretty much every night when i go to sleep uh if i were to choose like an actual like movie um, I think there are like a lot of classics that uh, everyone talks about. And like, I agree with a lot of those because I'm basic. Um, but then I also like like if we're talking about like soundtracks instead of scores, um, I really like the soundtrack to like Perks of Being a Wallflower because I think it like works really well for that. That's also like oh. uh, one of my favorite books. Don't at me if you don't like it. Music is like a big theme in that story, I feel like. And um, like, even though they choose some music that like I don't really like as much, like I'm not a huge Smiths person um, that like carries over from the original book, though. And uh, like, I think that it just kind of like it has like a very high school angst type feel to it. And so it works really well for what they're going for. I really like the, uh, the wind rises score. You know, that's a Miyazaki movie. Uh, one of God damn it. Why didn't I think of Miyazaki movies? <laughs> Miyazaki has some great scores like castle and castle in the sky is a great score, you know? Yeah. And, um, just, uh, but like Totoro, Totoro, Totoro. Oh yeah. That one is so cute. It's so cute. We're a bunch of Totoros marching down the street, doing a bunch of stuff and having a lot of, I don't know how the song goes, but like, it's like the intro song is like really sweet, really cute. And like, so, so great yeah. tone setting. Um, yeah, I love I love Miyazaki scores. Um, he didn't score it, but like um, Kiki's delivery service is very 80s. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, but very good. Nonetheless, yeah, Miyazaki's great. Um, but like, uh, yeah, The Wind Rises, that's his last movie. He might make another one if he, you know, doesn't 
pass away before he finishes it, unfortunately. Yeah, that, that was his last movie. That was supposed to be his swan song. Movies about him, like, reflecting, like, using the main character as a metaphor for, like, reflecting on his life or just, like, his impact. Or just, like, he created his own studio. He, like, made great art. Like uncompromised art that's beautiful and commercially successful and he's looking back on it like was it worth it you know so like that really gets me in my feels and like that just like the score is just like so beautiful and perfect and like you know i can't do it justice um it's a great it's it's like very unconventional too it's like uh by the nine inch nails guys like trent reznor and atticus ross like those are great composers also just like i really like um you know, uh, Ennio Morricone, you know, all his stuff is great. And just like um, Alan Silvestri, you know, Danny Elfman, it's pretty, pretty. They've made some bangers over the years. So, you know, anything, but even if it's a bad movie, like they even if they're on and even if they're on autopilot, you know, it's going to be at least good. You know, at least that's a redeeming element of the movie. So, yeah, those are my those are some soundtracks, I, soundtracks and scores I really enjoy. Hell yeah. I agree with those picks i validate them they're good picks certified stamp yeah, I, I feel i feel very seen <laughs> yeah, i appreciate it <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, i don't know why i'm so fucking weird <laughs> um i uh so what i thought of after uh i had my turn was um like uh secret life of walter mitty it's literally like sitting on the oh, shelf yeah, over there that's a great and movie. i didn't even think about it but i fucking love the score like it's just there's such a like sense of adventure to it um like all yeah. of the music is music that i would listen to outside of the movie too and um it's just like the score combined with like just the uh photographic like the element of like the oh, yeah. cinematography oh, yeah. and yeah. everything like it just combines to like create like a really fucking aesthetic like vibe I don't know. I'm just throwing around buzzwords now, but it's good. Um, <laughs> I highly recommend that movie to people, but also just the score is just really good. Like even they even have like a cover of like the uh, like Space Oddity and like as he's like that one was really yeah good. as he's really like taking off moment, on yeah. a plane and everything or like in a helicopter Wiggs, like playing with the guitar with like a yeah. pilot who uh, is drunk and should not be flying um, and uh, like yeah they have like Kristen Wiig like on that and it's just really good yeah it's um, just like the moment he like decides to like take charge of his life again you know yeah i think is like that's really great yeah like it's wild um, to me that one of my favorite movies in general um is a ben stiller movie directed by because ben stiller. <laughs> <laughs> i don't really like pretty much everything else that he's done some, there's some good stuff there, in there, but there's like, some um, good stuff in there it's just like when I think of Ben Stiller films, like I usually do not think of anything that is like that level of art. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a great underrated movie. You know, like I don't see it. I don't see it talked about as much as it could be. Um, yeah. And just like the yeah, that was one of the movies we kind of like I wouldn't say the first movie we bonded over, but a movie we bonded over early on, you know, uh, when we kind of like first like started the show. Um, oh, yeah. But yeah, that's great. And then yeah, uh, great. the said, other one you, that I yeah, thought about was yeah, uh, like Into the Spider Verse. 
Um, oh, yeah. That's a great they score. like yeah. have like an original score to that. That uh, that one I would not recommend for sleeping because I tried to once. Uh, and um, because that's one of Jackson's favorite movies. Danger? And uh, there's like one of the songs has like this whistling in it and stuff. And it like woke me up and like, I don't know, it just <laughs> gave me like a really spooky feeling. Um, but uh it's the one that's like bah, 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 or whatever um yeah and uh yeah but in general if you're not sleeping <laughs> i would highly recommend uh that score um i think uh, again like the other things that i've said like it just fits really well for the movie um it's really good outside of it like i like to listen to it like when i'm driving and stuff like that i don't know i don't know how to yeah. talk about music why was i ever on this podcast <laughs> um yeah uh really quickly though just like i know and i know it's such a dude bro answer but like you know they're they're popular for a reason i'm just like the nolan that whatever score, like whatever composer Christopher Nolan's working with is usually great. You know, just like the inception, just like it reminds that the inception score is just like a funeral. It feels like, you know, like it's like the like the, those are obvious, like crazy, but like the, you know, the ending like montage at the end, just like when he's like coming home and stuff like that. And it just feels like, you know, the music you'd want to hear when you're about to die or something. Yeah. When you you think of Uh, like cinematic music, uh, Christopher Nolan, like, uh, yeah, I feel so bad that like, we're not actually saying the composer and we're just saying Christopher Nolan, but I don't know. Um, like, but like, it's definitely scores of like, uh, his films that like come to mind a lot is like that or classic films that everyone loves like star wars films and shit like that yeah those those are great like uh the uh the spark and uh the last jedi is a great you know you know track in um that score um but like also like um my favorite really quickly my favorite like character arc in the movie tenant is the fact that Ludwig Goranson, I forgot his name. I don't know how to pronounce the name, but like, you know, he did like a parody Batman score for community. And then like 10 years later, he got to like write a score for Christopher Nolan actually. So like, that's my favorite character arc in that movie. That's great. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So the next question uh, comes from CJ, you know, and they ask, um, what do you what trends do you see happening in the future of music? That's a really good question and uh, makes sense coming from somebody who like actually does know shit about music. Um, <laughs> what do we see for the future of music? Why don't you answer this one first, Andrew? Hmm. Um, honestly, like um, this may seem like a little like shorter songs, songs being shorter, like literally just like runtime being shorter i feel like it's gonna happen more you know to fit into like you know i don't want to sound like an old man but like tiktok you know the tiktok ability of a song yeah like and lil nas x like he's like a very smart he's a very really smart artist in that he like his records his albums are like you know 20 minutes long and the song a smartest if you will yeah a smartest if i will <laughs> um so like lil nas x is a smartest and like he um, he like makes the songs very short. So they're like the algorithm will play them over and over and stuff like that. So like, um, 
there's a cynical way to look at it, but I also, also think he's very smart. I think he's like really clever in, in terms of like gaming the system. I don't know. It's really hard to like predict things with music because like every yeah. few years, especially because like there's just there's like so many musicians. Yeah. Every few years, there's just like someone who just appears out of nowhere and does shit that like nobody really predicted like uh like yeah. with Billie Eilish being the big thing in like 2019 yeah. and all of that and like but also like her stuff is so strange and it's like popular well too. and that's what I'm saying you know? is that like she's so strange she's not like somebody that people would have predicted um like getting the notoriety that she did but it also like makes a weird sort of sense when you look at like trends and stuff like that like more kind of like fringe trends uh like if you look at like the lo-fi movement like in general i just think that things are going to get uh, like i think things um have been getting less and less like they've been becoming less and less of like a big studio thing. Um, like the kind of gates to like hold back more independent artists have been just breaking down a little bit more. And we've been seeing people like, like with SoundCloud rappers and like, uh, lo-fi artists and, um, just people kind of doing weird experimental shit, like just on their own, like, and uploading it to SoundCloud or YouTube or Spotify, wherever they want, like people like that are just becoming, um, like more and more of a thing that it, like that makes it really hard to predict like where mainstream music is going to go because like mainstream just depends on like how widely it appeals to people I guess just like there's not as much people like controlling it so it becomes a lot less predictable because like somebody can just come up out of nowhere, like out of the fringe and uh, just like, like sneak past everyone else and uh, actually like get noticed. Like you never really know who it's going to be, which I think is really encouraging for like, like especially like starting to kind of get back into um, doing stuff myself. Um, not that like I'm doing anything like major or super interesting i'm just dipping my toes in um and like getting back into that like i think that it's really encouraging that like uh it's it doesn't depend on who you know as much anymore it's just um being smart and like persistent at like marketing yourself being a smartest yeah being a smartest <laughs> um yeah, I, I, I do like my the big trend I see is a move towards into needing labels less, you know, I think oh, just like like industry, you know, more of an industry and less of like trends that will happen in songs or whatever. Like, I think it'll be more. Um, what's it called? Yeah, I think it'll be more uh, independent of just like, you know, two of the biggest artists like um taylor swift and kanye west are like two two huge artists like they like are really kind of rebelling against labels and like they're focusing more on like owning their own stuff and or at least you know if there's going to be a label having 
more autonomy with your masters and stuff like that. Yeah. And like Chance, Chance was kind of doing that before. You know, Chance is doing that a little bit. Like, I feel like he, you know, he, he, that's what he was trying to do too. Just like saying like, yeah, you don't need a label to be impactful or to be a, like a worldwide brand or whatever. And I think that's really cool. And just like the more focus, like, I hope like, you know, with like, um, cause I think that's one of the good things that modern Kanye is doing. I think like, he's like trying to fight for like artists to like own their own masters and like, and like, you know, not be tricked into these predatory deals and stuff. I think that's a positive thing he's doing currently. Um, Absolutely. yeah, I, I'm seeing that with podcasts too. Just like, you know, uh, because they they realize they're more like the, the label at a certain point is like holding them back, you know, from like making the most impact. And it's just like it's just like with the streaming wars and everything like that. or just like, you know, with movies and like TV shows and music. It's just like just like kids have their music. Just like let people. What What is this? Like, what are we doing? Why are we like making it so difficult? And just like, you know, I think. And just like having the thing ultimately be artist to consumer it is best for everybody. Like, and like, hopefully there's a ways to make money that way. Hopefully there's ways to like, you know, um, that's all good in theory, but like, hopefully there's ways to make money from that. I I would hope. And not just like, you know, the, the big successful brands, but like the little guy to like, um, just get music to people and make money. Yeah. So that's what I hope. Well, and I think it's uh, encouraging too with um, things like uh, Patreon and things like that, that like make it a bit easier for people to um, make money and like be supported, like doing what they want to, even if it's like more unconventional. Yeah. I think that like um, kind of the rise of things like that is like putting the power like back in the hands of like not only the people who like the artists who like are smaller who want to make this work, but also um, the like people who like want to see this work because it's becoming easier for people who uh, like a certain type of content to um, be able to like find that specific type and everything and uh, find people who are doing like the things that they enjoy. So, um, yeah. So thank you for those questions, folks. Um, uh, also just like keep sending questions, like just even before these best ofs, I think, you know, to our email at I've been meaning to listen to that gmail.com and, you know, just like message DM me, bother me that way. Um, yeah. And we'll try to like answer more questions on the show. Um, but in the meantime, uh, let's take a quick break and get to our playlist after that. And we're back here to talk about Andrew's 2020 playlist. There we go. All right. Um, uh, let's go through these songs. Um, these are like um, to like quickly summarize to anyone who's just tuning in, I guess. Uh, just like the idea is like I pick five songs um, that really encapsulate my 2020. And just okay. like. Okay. That necessarily- makes more sense. I thought that you were saying just tune in in the middle of the play- <laughs> in the middle of the episode. I thought you were going to sum up what already happened. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, like someone just like found an iPod on the floor and then just like that's what I always do when I find a playlist. I need to skip to the middle of it to make sure that everything's <laughs> good. By the way, like whenever I um, whenever I read a book, I uh, 
turn tune into like the middle page and see what is happening and then i shut it well it's like starting a story like uh in media ray but like uh (laughs) just doing that all the time and it's not like they fill you in later or anything like that yeah like i like to like i like to watch the first frame of pulp fiction and then turn it off you know Um, i actually used to uh like whenever i would read books i would um like read like the last sentence of the book like not to like spoil it for myself but just um i don't know it's just a weird thing that i did because that doesn't really spoil much because usually it doesn't really tell you anything unless it's like a classic and they all lived happily ever after because at that point it's like oh well i know everything's gonna work out so fuck this and then jim died (laughs) (laughs) and then they just end the book (laughs) (laughs) just like then you read the rest of the book like what did oh no jim is gonna die Oh, poor Jim. Um, but um, yeah, in the meantime, um, we're uh, and speaking of mean time, the first song is mean something. The second song by Miel. Uh, second song is Hand Me Downs by uh, Mac Miller. Uh, the third song is um, One Day at a Time by Andy. Uh, fifth, fourth song is Love Again by Carly Rae Jepsen. And the fifth song is 5949 by Childish Gambino. Awesome. Let's go home. We can all. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I just wanted to share. I just wanted to share Sans context or explanation. Um, So, yeah, let's do the first song. uh, Mean Something by Miel. Click. Yeah, so um, this song, uh, how are you feeling about this song? What do you think? I think it's beautiful. And I um, didn't realize that Miel had put out an album uh, this so good. past year. So thank you for revealing that to me. I highly recommend listening to it. I think you would like it. It's. I think it's totally your vibe. Like, well, this it's, song it's, is 100% my vibe. And all of the music that she recommends... Um, like on her like at the end of her podcast uh is always stuff that i've either listened to and love or that just by the snippet that they play i'm like okay well now this is my new favorite song yeah (laughs) yeah so i figured that i would like it but uh it just genuinely is really good and emotional and uh 10 out of 10 made me cry yeah, it's so good. And uh, just like um, so the instrumental, first of all, just the synths and like just like it kind of like so like last year I started my s- playlist on like a very happy song, a very like, you know, joyful song. It's just like, you know, Chance being like, I love my wife. It's great. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like, my life is so blessed. You know, um, I love that song, by the way, too. I'm not dissing it. Um, but like, uh, yeah, this song, I wanted to try something else i wanted to like and start the playlist sad you know and like uh because i kind of like sam last year was kind of like a linchpin of just like happy song you know sad song in the middle then like you know kind of going on the other end and like i want to try man i wish i had thought through it that that much because i was pretty much just (laughs) sad all the way down like last year and this year (laughs) that's just me yeah like um so just like the the 
twinkly sense just like leading you in and i wanted to kind of just like you know ease you in and then just like devastate you immediately um so it's so great i mia and just like miel is like um that was i chose it too because not because not only because this record is like one of my favorites of this year you know truly like one of my favorite records of this year and like uh as a debut record that's really impressive too it has a lot of sentimental value because it's miel you know because um you know punch up the jam was like one of my favorite shows like it, it was just like um she's just like such a immense talent songwriting wise like even like the parody punch-ups like she did like where there's so much skill and so much like you know um talent oh my God. and just what like what was that one that she did that she like actually like made it sound just really beautiful and like oh yeah i think that was what she did with like one week one week she did a beautiful like uh what's it called uh come on eileen she made it a beautiful and um yeah it was a uh, written like uh, with her this this album was written by with her brother Henry Bardot um, and uh, it's really incredible stuff it's just like um, the sentimental value just like Punch Up the Jam was one of the early podcasts that we bonded over too you know we yeah. really like and that was like the one that we kind of like back into podcasts like before starting this podcast yeah it, it got me to fall in love with Demi Dijuebe like too like because I knew Miel before as a YouTuber as a Vine, Vine star and stuff and like uh, uh, so See, it, it got was like me the opposite got... for me. I didn't really know Miel until that podcast. And like, I just yeah. like since starting that, like now I just love her. Like I follow her on social media and all of that. And she's just uh, really funny. And I've watched her old vines, too. And like, those are really good. And I'm sad that I didn't get into her back then. But like all his life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that was one of the early shows we bonded over. And like, you know, it just like created like a nice really important chain event for my life but just like you know um so so much of like this show is like aped from punch up the jam like the playlists at the end of our episodes are, are clearly just stolen from punch up the jam <laughs> like uh like that idea was at least i'm sure like podcasts have put playlists on there but like i got the idea from that that show um and uh yeah it got me into demi it got me into gilmore guys you know and then like it got me it got like you know that got me interested in starting a show, you know, and that also like um, we got to meet Kevin Porter on the show. Like that was really incredible. Yeah, I still can't and, believe that uh, he agreed to like be on our podcast. It's so nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, let me let me check my phone. Oh, I'm blocked forever. Oh, OK. <laughs> um, but, Understandable. No, he, fair. Very... Sad, but fair. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah i want to get to the song though just like uh the instrumentals just feels like the crumbling house from eternal sunshine on the spotless mind i don't know if you've seen that movie she um wants the time and affection uh that the you know her and her partner spent to actually have meant something to that person and she's like it's she's like the line of just like will you remember the, me the best or mix me up with the rest of just like Will will I just be like another like notch in your in your scorecard or something like that? And um, and I don't know how much I want to get into it, like, you know, just to protect the people in my life. But like, yeah, I definitely felt this way, you know, it felt very like um, and a lot of it was me projecting a lot of me if it was me projecting like oh this is probably how this person feels about me. This is probably like, you know, I'm and just like 
hoping that's not true, hoping it's all in my head. And but like kind of just like try and convince myself, but I'm not crazy. Right. That was like that meant something to you. Right. Like, you know, without me, like necessarily like actually asking that and like um, I'm very, very fortunate in that, like um, I, that I still like mean something to this person that I'm like talking about. You know, I'm very fortunate. I'm very like, you know, and a lot of it was in my head. But like I've definitely felt this like, you know, this intense about it. Like and I just like really appreciate like that, like the the specificity, but the universality of it, I think is really incredible. Yeah. Just like the feeling of feeling so like making yourself small to like fit in someone's narrative, you know the just like please just let me be like a like please just let me be a footnotes you know in your life story you know like that's a taylor swift line but like you know um <laughs> but yeah i don't know i i think it's great i think it's like so um well i think that it's fantastic that um like so she is like really funny on her podcast and she was really funny on vine and everything but uh, it is like really amazing to just see how like genuinely like talented she is outside of just like the comedy and like the kind of like like shit posty like nature of like a lot of that stuff. Just like um, oh edging baby, <laughs> you know, her <laughs> doing that. Yeah, like I feel like uh, just yeah. like because. Her family is all like uh, musically talented as well. And she has like talked about that um, on her podcast. Um, and the way that she's talked about it has kind of like uh, diminished her skills a lot, like made it sound like, uh, oh, like like they're really great at music and stuff like that. But like, I don't really know anything and stuff Um and like, I don't know, like how much of that, like she really like thinks that way about herself. But it is really cool to see her like yeah. uh, stepping into like um, like making serious music because uh, she genuinely is like really talented. She has a beautiful voice and um, like yeah. she and the comedy stuff that she's made like that takes a lot of skill, too, and like a lot of work that like yeah. it, there's very little like recognition of i think it's just kind of like um you laugh at it and then you move on to something else but uh i'm like it's really cool and like uh inspiring yeah. in a way to like see her um getting into like more serious music like exploring um like her emotions and relationships and stuff like that and just like the idea of like um First of all, just like the relate, I really relate to it of just like, yeah, I am, you know, I, I like to think I'm a funny person. I think I'm a funny person. Um, but like, you know, having that emotion. You are a funny person. Thank you. But like having that emotional depth to, you know, that everyone's capable of. It's the same reason we kind of like freak out whenever Adam Sandler does like a dramatic role. Like, whoa, I didn't know you had it in you, you know, yeah. type of thing. You know? Well, or like as I was talking about with Ben, ben Stiller. Stiller earlier, yeah. like uh, of course, seeing like, him like direct and act in like a more like serious artistic film. And yeah, it's just people tend to write off like comedic stuff like it doesn't also take skill it does and it is completely valid as well and people tend to flatten people who are in comedic roles um 
down to like just the funny guy or the funny girl and stuff like that. And like I said, like that career is like really inspiring to me and just like, you know, I hope to I hope to do it through the podcast of like showing my serious side and showing my vulnerability, but also like I hope to make a piece of art that like showcases that side of me too uh, more then also just like uh, last thing about this song is just like Miel's ending punch up the jam like she ended it and it's like it just feels very fitting to like you know it was very sad um but also like it's like um self- that is sad but it's cool that she's moving on to like something else like it's kind of yeah. like you like it it was a good like phase of her career and of Demi's career but like they both had their time that like they had to like move on to something else and it it like sounds like she's got like a lot of like good stuff in the future yeah and like selfishly I hope you know and maybe this isn't so selfish but like you know the idea of like I still want I still hope that like because I think she's just such a great comedian and such a great comedic voice that like I still hope she does something um but whatever she does i'm like really excited for and like whatever you do i'm really excited for so uh (laughs) yeah Uh, there's so much ending all at once yell ended punch up the jam i'm leaving (laughs) uh brian david trump is ending his his term i'm getting like i don't care about that (laughs) look uh next song is uh hand-me-downs by mac miller click I'm thinking maybe I should thank you Oh baby I should buy you another round Cause you care and I swear that I'm here But I'm never getting harder to hunt me down this song, uh, Hand Me Downs by Mac Miller, is uh, a posthumous record, but actually, but it's not a posthumous record of like XX Tentacion just like has a bunch of like half baked ideas in a hard drive just of him screaming or whatever. Like the idea like with this record, he completed this record. He finished it. You know, but John Bryan just like took it to the finish line. Like he recorded, he wrote all the songs and Mac Miller wrote and recorded all the songs. But like John Bryan just like finished the production of it. So this is like really like um, there's no other way to say it. But like this is him speaking from beyond the grave a little bit. Like this is him. This is him like leaving a little gift for us. of just like his like, um, you know, where he was, you know, and what he was trying to leave people. And... I, um, this is like a unbearably like tragic and sad song to me because like, um, with the feelings of like, you know, um, with the feelings of, uh, you know, uh, mean something like in that general feeling, like I've definitely like, you know, I, 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 I've definitely like wrestled with like a lot of self-destructive like tendencies and stuff. And, um, like there have been times like I've wanted to like, I don't know, like hurt myself or do anything or do something bad or something. And, um, you know, just like the, the, the heartbreak and stuff. And, um, that was like really shameful. Like I felt very ashamed and I felt very, um, alone during that. And, um, but yeah, it's just like, um, with this record, it's just like, um, him saying, you know, um, you know, I've been saved by the people in my life more times than I could count, you know, and like, I've been like, 
there are people in my life, good people who keep me in line, who keep me like grounded for the moment or for the day or to survive a day or like to survive, you know, uh, spoiler alert. Like I feel I'm, I'm feeling much better. You know, I'm feeling, you know, 2020 was a really hard year for everyone. And I imagine a lot of people it's hard, been harder. You know, I've been very lucky. I've been very privileged in a lot of ways. And, but I, it's been a hard year. It's been like, I've definitely like, um, and there's definitely been a lot of like, um, grief and trauma and stuff. Um, that's been like really difficult to, um, deal with. And, uh, so this song, I, like, you know, it makes it like, but like, it's really nice that like Mac Miller, like left behind this message. I just like, um, like almost like a guardian, like it's cheesy to say, but like a guardian angel of just like, you know, this song probably helped him to, through like a real, like writing and, you know, singing this song, like helped him probably through like a really hard day or something like that. It didn't save him, but you know, it helped him get through a lot of rough days. And just the idea of just like, I get chills from the line until the day we have to meet again. And just like the, the, the course of the song is about like having kids, you know, hand, like turning your jeans into hand-me-downs. Like that, that's really what, like, that's what, an interpretation of the song is, but like, I think it's just like, it's more, I don't, I don't really think about that too much. I think it's just more about like, what do you, what are you going to leave people? Like, what are you going to like leave the people in your life? Like, I think, I think more about that. Yeah. I, I just really appreciate this song. I really appreciate like, um, also just the vulnerability of Mac Miller singing too. You know, I think it's like uh very, John Bryan was like, he was, there's a behind the scenes of this record where he was like, yeah. And just like to see Mac go for it and just to see Mac, like really, really express himself and experiments. Cause he was like, he's mostly a rapper, you know? And like, just like to, and I like his voice. I, I like his voice. I think he has a, you know, it's very like, you know, there's like a Southern drawl to it. It's like very like, but it's really cool to see how you evolved from like this frat rapper to like this really sensitive, thoughtful, wonderful, like presence. And like, yeah, I really, I'm really, I really miss Mac Miller. And I wish like, I wish we got to see more music from him. Like it's a real tragedy. So yeah, those are my thoughts on this song. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What do you think of the song? I do like that. It's not like, the like I like that it's the respectful type of posthumous record yeah. and like having that extra context to it like I'm listening to it right now and uh like there's just I mean I thought before like it's a really like peaceful sounding song and it, uh, is. it is too though it yeah. is yeah and it's nice with that like additional context and everything like i am like glad that like they went ahead and like released this like even though it was kind of more of a surprise thing and um i uh i think that there is something um really important and like being able to just make it through a day like because the thing is, you can never really know if something is going to, um, like, like, I don't know, a song or like, uh, like any piece of art, um, is not going to heal you. It's not going to, um, rescue you or make yeah. everything better. Um, but like, 
it can do a lot to just um, make things easier for the time and make uh, like just get you through like whatever it is that you're dealing with at that particular moment. Like I've had some days that like uh, I have like had suicidal ideation or like I've wanted to hurt myself and stuff like that. And it really like takes um, just like uh, <laughs> you're fine. Sorry, Jackson just walked in. I forgot just to like tell him I was spilling everything, again. just like knocking over every like everything in the room possible. <laughs> no, sorry. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh, but uh, yeah, like it's definitely like I always know that like uh, things will get better like from day to day, but they'll also get worse again, um, and. Like sometimes it really is just about finding something to like uh, distract yourself long enough that like the thought is gone for the time being. That's been the philosophy behind the uh, why when things were really bad, I'd like go to the hospital sometimes like the hospital wasn't going to be able to do anything like and uh, like they like once gave me some medication to help um with like anxiety but uh any other time that i've ever gone they haven't done anything and honestly in some ways like it's made things worse sometimes because of the constant like misgendering and shit um and like previously dead naming but thankfully my name is legally changed now so i don't have to deal with that as much um but uh like it was just something like to get me in a safe environment until like those thoughts went away. And it's just kind of the same thing about like uh, just sitting down and like writing or uh, like playing music or um, even just like listening to music and stuff. It's just like it's something to put your mind on something else or to like allow you to recognize like either it's a distraction or it allows you to like recognize and like acknowledge the feelings even if you can't do anything to fix them at that moment and just even by acknowledging them sometimes that helps to like diffuse them for the time being just thinking about them logically like okay well i know that like uh i feel like shit right now and like uh I know that um, I'll probably feel this way for a little bit, but like this is temporary. Like I'm not going to feel this way later. And also just like, I think this, like it's not, I think it's not just about art. It's about like people and just like the people in his life, you know, they can't, no person can save you. This podcast isn't going to save me. You're not going to save me. And then just like the, the line, just like, but it, they, they, they help and they make, you know, um, they make life more meaningful and memorable and stuff like that. Like, uh, you're like electrolytes. You help me go the distance, not too efficient, but the way it's always been until the day we have to meet again, the idea of electrolytes, you know, like it still makes running hard, you know, it still makes like, you know, it's running still hard or like, you know, putting like exerting yourself for living is like inherently full of suffering. Um, but like this, this song reminds me of just like, um, not even like a, a girl or whatever, just like the idea of like, um, I saw a video after he passed away. I just like, you know, 
um, schoolboy Q, like he's a rapper too. Like the Mac Miller called him when he was like feeling depressed and sad and stuff like that. And so schoolboy Q and Mac Miller spent the day at an arcade and just like hung out and had fun, you know, and forgot about their problems for a little bit. They can't save you, but like, you know, it's, I don't, I don't want to sound grim or anything like that, but like, you know, but it's, it's true. And it's something that I think that people need to recognize. Like, there, no one person is going to save you and you're not going to be able to save someone else. But you can make things a little bit easier for them and you can like uh, encourage them. Like it, it's not um, like a like a moment doesn't really uh, what happens in a particular moment doesn't really like save someone. But like through being there for people and like being someone that they can rely on and um, like encouraging them and having like a good friendship with them and all of that, like um, that that can make all the difference over time. And uh, so, like, I don't think that it's grim at all to like acknowledge that, like, you like on any given day are not going to save someone, but like over time and through being there for someone, like while they are healing and like uh, encouraging them to heal, like that can make all the difference and that can save them. And sometimes it won't, but that doesn't mean that it's your fault. That just, but it does mean that you gave them somebody who like you gave them support and you gave them like positivity and everything like even if that didn't save them in the end um so the next song <laughs> uh, yeah like, so anyway <laughs> like, uh, enough of that bullshit like um no like um the next song is one day at a time by andy click This is a song by a friend of the show, uh, Andrea Cunningham, by the way. We teased it a little bit, just like, yeah, we're gonna, she's gonna make new music. And I was like, oh boy. Um, but yeah, I just found this record, like this, like, you know, little project, this project she made, like really, really, um, um, just like, first of all, just like the vocal talent and production and songwriting is like immediately there, you know? Just like as as a debut and as like, you know, a no like as like a smaller artist coming from the middle of nowhere, I think is really impressive. And then just like um I was just like so it was just like very gratifying to see um her make a pro- like just like, you know, execute a project that like begins to meet her potential you know i think that's really incredible like and just always i it's always just a wonderful thing to see and just like um but it's not just that it's like it's it's more about like the solidarity she like kind of invites us into like the idea of just like it's hard to like see people who seem to have it all together and like you know 
when I can like barely like get through the day or put on a smile. And, you know, sometimes it could be like it could be frustrating to hear like platitudes. It was just like, oh, you're not alone or, oh, you're a wonderful person deserving of love or I'll just take things one day at a time. Yeah. All that stuff. Like it's like those are I think there's a true to an extent, but like those could be really hard to internalize or believe. But, you know, I think but at the same time, though, like the just like the repetitive nature of the song of the idea of just like, I think, you know, the best, the truest statements bear repeating. And I think it's just like the song, I think, welcomes the the listener into those truths without like just without like judgments and like a lot of warmth and just like a lot of like solidarity of just like, yeah, I love hasn't been kind and I am distrustful and I don't know what's going to happen. And just like it's kind of a the partner song with like, you know, hand me downs a little bit, just like, you know, taking one thing, taking things one day at a time and like, you know, reckoning with your heartbreak and reckoning with um, all of those things. So, yeah, I don't know. That's why I like it. I thought it's good. I thought it's good. <laughs> That's not a sentence. <laughs> um, I think that the like uh piano work is um really good very like dramatic and uh it definitely like i can see um where she gets like a lot of her influence and everything like uh feels very like uh like adele influenced and stuff and uh yeah I, like i've always thought that um she has like a fantastic voice and uh is very good at like um expressing like emotion and like kind of like even in like kind of traditionally like poppier styles and stuff um which i think uh does take a lot of talent to do um and uh yeah so i think it's really cool also uh, i like the cover art the like bisexual lighting <laughs> yeah. uh, not saying and i'm not saying anything about right, uh, right. andrea because i don't uh know her sexuality <laughs> but uh i just <laughs> bisexual lighting is one of my favorite things yeah uh, it's just like um i think like uh, the i think what's impressive though is like just like she's a very young person and just like how textured it is already, like how textured her voice is already is really impressive. Yeah. And just like, you know, yeah, when she is like someone like Adele's age and stuff like and like when she's had like some time to yeah. own that, like I can only imagine like how uh, just advanced and like um, additionally like layered and yeah. stuff this will sound. The last thing I'll say about the song is just like I like the line because too good to be true is all I ever knew. And it's like. You know, like there have been like I've definitely felt like a lot of like I feel like, you know, happiness and like, you know, contentment is often like within grasp, you know, but then it's never reached or never attained. And then so I I get very like depressed or I get very sad or something like that. And like just like the idea of just like, you know, after being heartbroken, you become like I, I, it feels like you're like a like a feral animal of little bit of just like, you know, you're like, you just like, if anyone like touches you, like, you know, a little bit. And I, I like, uh, really relate to that. I really like relate to like, um, I think it's just like, I, I just think it's like really, um, 
I definitely had that cynical. I definitely have that cynical outlook of just like, you know, oh, like happiness isn't for like or, or like, oh, love isn't for me. You know, that's not a thing I get to have, you know, um, and that's very, been very frustrating and very like, you know, but, you know, I'm trying I really work hard not to transfer that to bitterness. I really work hard to not let that completely die, that hope. And it's just like taking a day at a time. It's it's a cliche, but yeah, it's true. Yeah, I think you can be um, insecure and have those thoughts uh, without it turning into bitterness. I think a lot of people uh, just automatically assume that that is a bitter thought to have. But uh, yeah, it doesn't them. have to be. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so the next song is Love yeah. Again by Carly Rae Jepsen. Boo, doo 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 I don't know. Yeah. This one come out this year though? Uh, so it's a 2005 <laughs> song that got released, finally got released in 2020. You know, so it was included. Oh, okay. So it was included in the Japanese release of this record, but the only way to listen to it was like to torrent it. It's not a, it's like a Japanese exclusive. And it finally, and like for. Okay, that makes sense. Sorry, I'm not asking you to like justify <laughs> your well, inclusion uh, of it. I was just confused. No, no, no. Like, um, <laughs> And like there were definitely like a lot of like, you know, Carly songs I want that I thought could work, you know, in this playlist. I think it's like the true conclusion to emotion, the record, you know, that's why I was like so happy that I finally like got on streaming platforms and I could listen to it legally. Uh, yeah, it's just like it feels like the end credits too. the end credits of an anime of just like, you know, like it really does, though. Yeah. <laughs> um, and especially like, you know, the kind of like the ha the fractured lyricism just like moon where's the man in you just like that scene that sounds like something like an anime singer would like sing at the end of like the song like the episode first of all i wanted to up the pace a little bit because like the previous songs were so slow you know they were like kind of like slower and relaxed and just like this is more up paced and upbeat and stuff like that so and you wanted to show um, the world that you're a weave by drawing that comparison <laughs> that's right uh uh yeah and just like the idea just like um it's such it's a cliche obviously just like time will heal all that stuff and it hurts for a reason and like that'll make you stronger and like it's Carly Rae Jepsen's like uh older music is cliche but it's like cliche in the most cathartic way yeah I, and it's like really like I was talking about before it's just like how someone says something too you know, I think that makes all yeah. the difference of just like, you know, I could say to you, you know, oh, time heals all wounds. Uh, like you probably wouldn't take it. Like, But if you write it in a pretty song, then maybe I'll listen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the idea just like, um, yeah, just like open your heart to the ceiling. I just like, you know, and someone out there somewhere out there, someone is breathing like for you. Uh, obviously, like, you know. There's like debate about like what are soulmates real, all that stuff. But like I think there's like maybe not in like one person for you, but like in a just like a puzzle piece kind of like matching each other. I think it's just like the idea of like um, you should take you should take time to heal. You should take time to like, you know, like because I think 2020 was just such a 
embodiment of that idea of just like I didn't like especially when time was meaningless and all the days melted into each other and like you know days went by too quickly days like drawed on like you know dragged on and stuff like that and um but then it's just like you know the next step is like opening your heart to the ceiling of just like uh being being open just like you know and it's, it's it's exhausting to be open to that you know because especially if you had your heart broken or especially if you've you know experienced rejection or trauma or anything like that um and obviously you shouldn't be like naive or foolish but like the idea of just like i think that's like i think you have i think that's like just like a great way to like you know I think you have to at some point just like open your heart up again, you know, to experience love because everyone deserves love. Everyone deserves to feel like they're part, like a part of something or like feel home at home. So I think that's wonderful. The idea of just like, you know, um, someone wrote a comment when I was like talking about loneliness and just like perhaps the person like, you know, set aside for you needs more time being single. So you grow as, so they could grow as an individual and be ready to meet you when it's time. Just like, uh, like so it's also like you know maybe it's also a little bit of the self not the selfish but like the since the previous two songs are so much about more working on yourself and more you know this song is kind of also the literal like yeah maybe there's someone like there there's someone out there you know like i think that's like i think that's really like that like counterbalance too so yeah i think it's like this song is about kind of like just taking like a step and everything it's like it's not that everything's going to be like better and like perfect all of a sudden it's not like once you take that step then like uh somebody's gonna confess their love for you and you're gonna live happily ever <laughs> after or whatever yeah. it's like it's kind of like um like, it's complicated because like you were saying, like when you have been hurt and stuff like you still kind of feel that. And like when you take that step, it might be a hesitant one, but like it's important to take it anyway. And um, it's like you can uh, it's kind of like uh, like moving from like grief into acceptance in a way like uh just kind of that last phase like it's messier than like a lot of psychologists don't like that um model because uh it boxes things in too neatly um when like people are really messy and people work through things in their own ways like people might generally or often follow that model but it might like it's not going to look the same for everyone um and it's more of a guide than it is like uh like a bible and if you don't stick to that then like you're wrong or something like uh so it's just kind of like taking like that tentative um step like into acceptance while maybe still feeling a lot of the feelings from before still feeling the depression still feeling like from this last year like every day melding together and stuff like um i uh am glad that there were people on twitter pointing out like uh that moving into like this new year and everything that like 
nothing magical was going to happen at midnight. Like, you still have to be safe. You still have to social distance. Like, um, it's not like a reset button. But like, um, maybe like in this year, like we can all kind of um, try to like take some steps forward and stuff like and it's a good song and i like the uh order that you put these into like i like that it's kind of like you have these kind of like sadder more cathartic things and then you have something that like uh takes like a step out of that Mm -hmm. and like Kudos to you for having an open heart and all of that. Yeah, 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 truly. I, yeah, I, I definitely had like, definitely like plan like, um, with like dating, for example, just like, um, with uh, I, I shut myself off to like using my Bumble profile in New Jersey because my plan was always to leave, you know, and go somewhere else. So I, I'm like, I shouldn't do that to someone. I'll just like, you know, maybe make a connection and then leave. Um, but then just like, I don't know. I just like felt like, you know, what, why, why am I doing that? You know, why, if I make a good connection with someone, even if it doesn't last forever, you know, why would I deny myself that? You know, why would I, why would I? Yeah. Yeah. So good connections are still like valid and important and good even if they don't last forever and they're like, it's just for a time in your life. And I think it's dangerous to like, and I'm speaking from experience. I think it's dangerous to view any part of your life as temporary. Like even if you're planning on moving or like you've got something on the horizon or something, viewing the like interim time as temporary Um, you're going to like miss out on a lot that could make that time a lot more enjoyable and could like, like you could make, um, like you could enter into like a good, like romantic relationship, or you could make, um, important friendships in that time or just like make good memories, even if they're not going to last forever. Like, I think, yeah. I think it's important to like allow yourself to be open to those things because I have definitely made that mistake way too much where like like I've especially made that like moving to a lot of different house like apartments and stuff um, because I will view it as temporary. And because of that, I like don't give a shit about it. Um, it's a mess all the time. I don't bother um, setting it up and like making it my space uh and um then because of that i don't like for that time i don't end up having any place in the world that feels like it just belongs to me and that takes a toll over time it's like even if you um are not like physically homeless and stuff it like it feels like you are a little bit like emotionally homeless yeah yeah exactly like emotional homelessness. Yeah, I pointed that. That was on the preview episode. Is still, yeah. yeah, it still um, really sucks to be in, and um, so yeah, I think it's important to um, like open yourself up to like 
whatever goodness can come from like any time in your life. Like even while we're all still here going crazy and like quarantine and shit like, um, OK, so you can't open yourself up like physically. You can't like open the world up and go to all these new places. But like in your own home and stuff like you could find like new hobbies and stuff like I'm going to fucking start cross stitching. I like <laughs> you don't have to be so aggressive. Like, <laughs> I'm going to fucking start I have to be aggressive about it because uh, it's a traditionally and I'm using air quotes. It's a traditionally feminine activity. And like I right. so I feel like a little bit defensive about it because like I think it would be really fun and yeah. I want to like do it. Um, but like. I like recognize that um, like the more traditionally feminine things I do, the more um, shitty people that like I know are just going to like add that as like ammunition for why like I shouldn't be like viewed as like like why they shouldn't take me seriously when I say that I'm genderqueer and like why they can like disrespect that or uh quote unquote play along but uh like not actually um take it seriously or like view me for like me um so that's why, like, yeah. I, I get a little, like, defensive or aggressive about the way that I talk about it. But, like, I no, think, it'll, fine, I think was, it'll be fun. Yeah. And, like, genuinely, like, the first thing that I'm going to cross-stitch, like, is a little bit more aggressive. But the rest of them will probably just be, like, cute, like, Animal Crossing characters and shit. <laughs> uh, okay, so the final song on the playlist is 53.49 by Childish Gambino. this song already like um and i was very hyperbolic on this record i gave it a 10 out of 10 um it's probably a nine honestly um but like um it's a very good album though it's a great re it's a great record i also like kind of a you know because you know the this is such a weird year kind of a drop in the bucket honestly just like people yeah i know you put this on the playlist and i was like holy shit did this really come out this year yeah they literally put the date on the on the record like on the title i know it's literally in the title but it just yeah. feels like so long ago <laughs> It does feel so long ago. Um, so, yeah, like um, I mean, it was almost a year now, but still. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. What, what do you like? Let, let's go to you first. Like, what are you what are your thoughts on this song? Uh, I don't like talking about songs that I've talked about before. Oh, OK. Um, well, OK. In that case, no. I'm just like <laughs> I, so, a song. Good. <laughs> Thumbs up. I mean, yeah, OK. I, <laughs> You you are like so ready for me to be off this podcast. I'm sure. <laughs> okay. 
Uh, I really like this song. Um, so in listening to your uh, playlist, I didn't do like as much research or like looking back into the lyrics and stuff. And especially with this one, because I was like, oh, yeah, I've listened to this before. I know yeah. this. But That's I think right. I remember saying that it was like one of my favorites um, on the album. And like, yeah. I just uh, like I like that it just kind of um, like... I think it's just like a really good point for it to lead to because like it has a very like cathartic feeling to it. Um, but then like it also has like all of this like anger and shit and like um, like slight like existentialism and stuff. And like mm -hmm. I just think that like it's a really good um, culmination of the uh, rest of the album that came before it. And even like on its own, because I hadn't really listened to it um, outside of like listening to the full album. Um, like, cause I don't really do that as much as I used to. Like, I don't shuffle songs as much. Um, and, uh, like, I think it's, um, just really neat listening to it in that context. Like, um, yeah, I, I, I love, I love this song. Um, one of my favorite songs from last year, you know, like 2020, this song just gets me hyped up. Uh, honestly, first of all, first and foremost, um, like I feel like, um, Childish Gambino has dubbed himself like the son of Kanye in that he can do what Kanye can't do, you know, cause Kanye is not an actor. He's not like a, he's also a very polarizing figure. Like he's like uh, upsetting, like when he's like doing a crazy interview or whatever, like he's like, you know, but like, I feel like Childish Gambino, his gifting is that he is a populist like he's such a po like he is like he's it's in like a star Kanye's wars movie childish is like uh problematic father <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 truly like yeah, <laughs> yeah the idea of just like you know Ch donald glover can be on community and like fit in and like he could do snl and he can like you know um he could like you know be in a star wars movie and just like also but all like do populist like the lion king it's not a great movie but like you know he was in it um but like the idea <laughs> sounded <laughs> underhanded but like um but the idea of just like you know he could do populist stuff but also like really challenging music existential music really you know deeply thought out music with like great lyricism and like personality and like you know charisma and all that stuff and then like you know with his tv show the same thing you know just like um yeah i think it's like so that's his superpower of just like going further than what 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 kanye can do and then the idea of just like you know kanye has a quote in like a great interview that i listen to every so often i just like him like explaining like his you know kanye he's like look go listen to my music it's the codes to self-esteem like you'll listen to my music and believe in yourself like if you're a fan of me you're a fan of yourself you know i think that's so cool I, that that get, gets me like so hyped up and like so like yeah, you know, like the idea of just like um, the because I, I can't I can't do what these artists do, but like I'm I de I'm definitely trying to do it in my own way, uh, just like expressing myself as honestly and as authentically as possible, and like pushing myself in that way. I feel like a kinship to that creative that creative type, I guess. Um, so yeah, like him saying like I'm just trying to put the spirits in your easy boost. Like I'm just trying to like. I'm just the espresso. I'm like the espresso to like help you get through a day and help you believe in yourself and help 
push you. But and then also just like also like help love yourself and help recognize that there's love in everything, you know, in everyone, you know, and that like your existence is just this beautiful like thing, you know, this exists like the a life is precious and a life is like, you know, and then it's also just a call for self-reflection too, which is like that. The third verse is like a call for self-reflection. It just like, uh, when you're looking at the devil and you're looking in the mirror, what you going to say, like when your mom's dying and you're running out of time, what you going to say, like, wait a minute, like, just like stop and pause and like reflect on yourself, you know, and like reflect on what you're doing. And like, if you can do that, you'll be unstoppable. Like, I think. And it's just like, that's so that, and just like the way the song crescendos is gorgeous. And like, I wish the song was mixed a little better, honestly, but like, um, the, just like, um, yeah. And like, I mentioned this on the episode we did, but like, it's all about like, you know, the whole record is just like about like him, like, you know, dancing against his will, like dancing, like, like, because like, you know, someone's going to give him money or someone's like making him do it. Like, because he's an entertainer and he has to, but like, this is like him celebrating and just like, you know, dancing and just like, you know, for the, for the sheer action of it and for the joy of it and for like the love of the world and all that stuff. And like this, it doesn't seem like this is childish game. like last record, honestly, like he's like, he's like kind of teased out. Like, by the way, got a new record and listen to it outside. It's called whatever. And it's like, yeah, great. You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm really like, um, I, I remember being like a little disappointed. Like, um, like the idea of like, um, on the actual episode, like this has to be his last one. Otherwise I'd be annoyed. But now I'm just like, I don't care. Like I'm, I, I just want. I'm yeah, just so no, glad. with a like, little time and distance, it definitely like feels a lot more like. Yeah, if he made another one, I'd still be happy. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, that's. Um, the, yeah. Also, I changed my mind because I'm listening to it in my headphones and uh, thinking about it outside of the song. It like outside of just listening to it. Um, for some reason, I was thinking about it as like a song that, uh, like doesn't sound like it would be at the end of an album, but no, this is actually perfect for it. <laughs> it like, uh, just, uh, if he didn't make music after this, it does feel like the perfect going away song. But even if he does, like, I still just like, I still just feel like this is just a really solid, like entry in like his career. Like, I don't. Like, I think something can be an end to, like, a season and everything. And, like, to, like, it could be an end to, like, a time in his life or, like, an end to, like, what he's going for with this album. But, like, I still think that, like, he could make music outside of that and, like, start an entirely, like, new, like, season a new like entry to his career yeah. and i think that that would be fantastic and i would absolutely listen to it and probably love it because like yeah just all of the stuff that he's making uh like over the past few years has been really good yeah and just like i love the build of the you know uh the the chorus you know 
There is yeah. love on every moment under the sun, boy. And then like going higher and higher with like each. Yeah, know. I love the like fucking falsetto is so good. And just like I love the <laughs> like when he goes like, ah, and then just like cuts himself off. Like that is like. Because he could have just like yeah, let that's it. what just happened when I said that. It was he, he so good. He could have just like he could have he could have just like let it linger and just like it's kept just going, such a fucking flex. <laughs> it's just like re- it's so rewarding. It's just like the restraint he has and just like it's incredible. Um, yeah. So um, yeah, I love I love songs. It's, about, it's both a flex and restraint somehow. Yeah, it is yeah. both. <laughs> I love music and I love songs. So, yeah, that's my playlist. I'm going to start a competing podcast just called I Love Songs. (laughs) That's right. Yeah, sure. Get more listeners. Um, So, (laughs) uh, yeah, we're done with this playlist. Right, guys. Anyway, (laughs) see you next week. Um. Yeah, <laughs> Ezra's playlist would be Ezra's podcast would just be like it's good, <laughs> you know, just like about like. <laughs> I liked true. it. I don't know how what to do you talk want from me? Music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I liked it. What do you want from me? <laughs> just like, uh, uh, but yeah, like uh, what? Yeah, this is the playlist. Uh, what You're you telling me I have to have a reason for my opinions. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So this is the playlist. Uh, yeah. What are your thoughts on just like the general thing of it i guess uh yeah so i really liked the playlist i thought it had like a really good flow to it um i'd give it a seven out of ten (laughs) yeah yeah that's all i ever wanted um uh (laughs) no but genuinely like uh i am very grateful for the playlist because it opened me up to the fact that miel put out an album and i didn't know that um But also, like, I just think that it's really good. And I think that, like, the, uh, like, also, I just think that it's really good. I feel like is not, like. That's fine. Yeah. A good point. Um, But, like, I, I like that you did, like, the kind of starting off on, like, something sadder and then, like, building up to the ending. Because, like, I think that that made the last song more rewarding. And genuinely, I do think that that is, like, the best last song to talk about on the podcast. Because, like, it does feel like just such a good, um, just kind of, like... uh, closing thing and i realized that i say that and then we're like yeah but i'm gonna guest again but like the last song to talk about for like this season because like i was saying it just does feel like um just a really good end to the season like even when he's like like because he's that's even like what he's talking about like the uh like just um they're kind of like and they're um being uh like just in the chorus there's love in every moment under the sun i did what i wanted to and like that just uh like i don't know that's a really good sentiment to like finish out on i think um and uh like i feel like this was uh like and it's a good season like it's a good uh thought to like go forward with too because i think so often people think about like Uh, I need to figure out what I want to do with my life. And I think that like 
because of that, that's the way that I was thinking about things for a long time. But um, like, I feel really equipped to just kind of like move out of this and be like, yeah, that was like a really good time in my life. That was a good like year and a half, two years, however long we've been making this. <laughs> that yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like that we worked on that and um then like now I can move on to the next thing and I don't I know that I was just talking about don't think about like anything is like temporary but like um also don't think about anything as like permanent either like um I it definitely like it feels freeing to like go forward into some projects that I've been like wanting to work on for a while and um, just kind of like do those for like the time that I want to do them and then um, maybe move on to something else after that. Like it's just kind of like I like the idea of thinking about these things in seasons and I just yeah, I think even though um the past few months have been a little rocky like it's i think that this specifically is like a really good way to like leave this season of my life and uh i've just really enjoyed doing this podcast with you and i'm going to miss talking to you in this capacity as much just like by like besides like my family, like you're probably like just by sheer like force of like, you know, just by quantity, you know, you're probably one of the person I've talked to the most, <laughs> like just like for <laughs> uh, like extended, like just by doing the show. Um, But yeah, by I, default, I, I think that I think that we're best friends. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, uh, the thing I wanted to like do, um, the, <laughs> you brushed past that. So I feel like maybe not. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're, you're one of my best friends too. Absolutely. Um, but like, uh, the thing I want to like, you know, um, you know, kind of close the, you know, show, you know, your, you know, your tenure on the show, you know, your 10 years on the my show. 10 with, years I've uh, been on the show. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's feel it felt like that. But like, um, the, the thing I want to like, you know, close with is just like, you know, uh, kind of going through, um, you know, highlights, uh, low lights, question mark, like low lights, highlights, uh, then final thoughts and ratings on each other. I don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, highlight everything, low light, nothing. 10 out of 10. Yeah. 10 out of 10 what? Uh, 10 out of 10. Um, <laughs> uh, times you said things that could be taken out of context for a supercut if I had that kind of um, energy to put forth that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. Uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I, um, I, I don't think, I don't think I want to do low lights. Um, cause like, yeah, like honestly, like, I, I guess like, you know, sometimes like, you know, low lights, I guess like, you know, sometimes this show can be frustrating to make and it's like, it's like, you know, difficult to like wrangle, you know, people and it's like, like stuff like that. And like, you know, scheduling is always hard and like, you know, um, uh, yeah, that, that's the, the, there've been definitely times where like we've gone on each other's nerves and stuff and like, you know, annoyed each other. And, you know, uh, maybe I was like, you know, 
Yeah, like that's mm-hmm. that's been like a low light, I guess. But like, you know, highlights are just like too many to count, really. Honestly, just like, um, yeah, I I really love the time we got to the spend way together. that you worded it. By the way, it sounded like you were saying highlights and lowlights of each other, not of like the time on the show. <laughs> I don't know. It's fine. Um, but, but yeah, yeah. Uh, either way, my answer is the same. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. I, maybe I worded that weird. I'm I'm very tired. Um. I've been recording for five hours. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I like really um, appreciate. Um, yeah, I really appreciate the time we got to spend together and like the, you know, uh, the memories we got to make. And uh, just, um, yeah, you're you definitely like opened me up to like to a lot of like new perspectives and like a lot of new, you know. Um, first of all, just like, you know, obviously like, you know queer issues and like queer rights and like queer equity and stuff like that. Like just like on a baseline level, like that's like something you've taught me a lot about. Like I just like, I I had no idea. I really didn't know a lot or anything. And now I feel like very like privileged to like, you know, um, be, um, you know, to be a friend and to be an ally and to be like, you know, somewhat like someone who like really, um, cares deeply and passionately about that stuff and a lot of it's in large part to you like so that's that's amazing and then just like um but also just like your friendship like you, you've been one of my oldest friends like in a weird way like like we've been friends for like oh like seven years i don't i don't know like honestly five years like, almost six <laughs> yeah five years almost six like that's a long time and um, um yeah like You've definitely you've witnessed me at like my, you know, artistic infancy. You know, you've witnessed me at like my art, artistic infancy where I wasn't I didn't know what I was doing. And I was very like, you know, I was like an asshole back then. I was like a mean person. You know, I was like, yeah, I'm not going to lie. You kind of were an asshole, but uh, you've yeah. grown a lot. And um, I am like proud to be your friend and like glad that our like friendship has like survived all of that and everything and <laughs> like i <laughs> yeah i i don't mean to word it in a way that's like mean or anything no, i'm no, just no, no. Yeah, like, saying i'm like, just like having like full body cringe at just like thinking about some of that time like <laughs> Um, well, but like everybody has times where they're really cringy. I think I was really cringy back then, but just in a different way, not because of being an asshole. But like the thing about coming out and having new social media profiles is that nobody can dig up cringe about me ever. Don't <laughs> don't fact don't fact check me. Don't look shit up. Don't like try to prove me wrong, please. Mm. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no, I um think that like we both met when neither of us were at our best um but like we've both grown a lot over the past few years and like i'm proud to call you a friend and like i'm i think it'll be nice to see how like our friendship continues to grow like without the like pressure that we were talking about last week of like being on a project together yeah, this will be the first time, you know, we've haven't had a project together and we're friends. I guess there was like a brief period in the middle, but like, yeah, like. Yeah, well, and like, a brief period at the beginning. But even then, like it kind of started because yeah. of me asking like to interview <laughs> you. So. Right, right, right. Yeah. 
yeah that's and like it's like really um yeah <laughs> that's crazy that's so loud that's like so oh wow um that's like when, when we met yeah i remember that i remember that day yeah um so um but yeah i, I just like um really ah oh man i just like wish i could like articulate this better but like um yeah you're you're um yeah i i really can't wait to see what you do next i really can't wait to like see you like really just like continue to kick ass can she like challenge people and like you know in in like you know and like help people like grow and to like grow yourself like i think that's really wonderful and i i'm just like um very proud of you and i'm very like you know humbled to like you know to to witness like you you know i'm very humbled to witness you and like your growth and your 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 strength and your um your vulnerability and um i'm very thankful that you let me be a part of it and i'm i'm very grateful that you said yes to doing this project and um yeah i i'm i'm also very grateful that you said yes to continuing you know being friends and to continuing to you know be a part of each other's orbits in a lot of ways so yeah, yeah i'm i'm really glad for the time that it, like i had doing this project um it genuinely has been a lot of fun. Like I definitely have some uh, episodes that like I specifically remember and like even just remembering them. Sometimes I like laugh at different things because like uh, they're just like they're just really good times. And like I can completely understand why you um love like doing podcasts so much and everything and like uh i um yeah it's just it's something that like i had never really considered doing before you had asked me but like i'm really glad that you did because you kind of got me uh, like you kind of pushed me a little bit more to start like creating things again during like um times where it was like really difficult for me to do that and I've just kind of it's been like very slow and very like bit by bit um but I've just kind of been like inching back like more into that like creativity and everything because like I was like a really creative kid and everything but then a lot of shit happened and uh I kind of lost touch with that but um I really do have you to thank for uh like pushing me back into that and kind of uh like giving me that like little step that we were talking about earlier like that you just kind of have to like even if things are complicated and nothing's like perfect right away just like taking that um little step in hopes that like maybe one thing one day things like will be in a more ideal place and like i don't think i would have taken that step without you and uh if i did it would have been like a long time after like so thank you <laughs> yeah and uh, uh um yeah and the last thing is just like you know the experience was meaningful because I got you to listen to and enjoy Carly Rae Jepsen. So like, I think it was all worth it at the end. <laughs> like, yeah, truly. absolutely. Even just for yeah. that, like, 
Yeah, I think like, yeah, if there's one thing like that will endure, you know, <laughs> <I'll be honest>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, everyone will forget about this show. But like, yeah, Ezra's love of Carly Rae Jepsen. But Carly will Rae endure. Jepsen will be forever. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, so uh, I give you, uh, you know, um, I give you 10 uh, fuck you knit cross knits out of 10, by the way. Um, so. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, oh man, I'm so hungry. <laughs> like I'm very hungry. Um, I mean, I need to eat some food. Um, but like, um, yeah, like, uh, any, so any socials you'd like to plug? Uh, do not find me. I don't want to be found. That's uh, right. no, but for real, if you really do like want to follow me for whatever reason, you can follow my Instagram, um, that is Ezra.indigo. And uh, I haven't posted on there in a while, but I eventually will. <laughs> Whenever yeah, I update post. things, that's where it will be. Uh, so, yeah, just take a picture of your cat and say, look at my cat. Like, put that as your exact caption. Just like, look at my cat and like, what picture of your cat. Um, so look at this cat. Yeah, that, that's good, too. It makes <laughs> me laugh. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, pretty much so. any caption that I put on anything ever always ends up being a shit post in and of itself. Like uh, the time that I updated my profile picture to just just a picture of me that was like aesthetic and stuff like that. And I made the caption. Uh, that's my secret cap. I always have barbecue sauce on my titties because that's a joke that I made once. And I really liked it and wanted it to live on past the person that I originally made it to. Um but yeah, no. And then, yeah, there, there's there are always pictures that I'm like, I'm going to post this later and then I just never do. So maybe one day I actually will. And if you want to see that, you can follow me on Instagram. But if you want to not find me because of how many times I've said that I don't want to be found, that's fine too. And if you still want to send me hate mail on at the email, I've been meaning to listen to that at gmail.com, feel free. I, I will have Andrew forward me any hate mail that's specifically about me. You can follow the show at IBMTLTT on Instagram <laughs> and Facebook. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Andrew A. Lee. Uh, you could email us hate mail or send us love, like, or uh, send us love mail. I don't, I don't, I don't want to request hate mail anymore. Like I've, we've been flooded with hate mail. I was like, why does this keep happening? It's because I keep requesting it every week. Yeah, it's because I always ask for it. Sorry. Um, yeah. And, but and, yeah, you know woman. what? New year, new mail. Send us love yeah. mail, please. That's right. <laughs> Validate uh, so, us. <laughs> yeah. Be nice. And then, um, so, um, and yeah, you can email the show at I've been meaning to listen to that gmail.com. Uh, you could, uh, yeah, that's about it. Um, so, uh, Ezra, like, I love you. You're one of my best friends. I'm really excited. Um, thank you for doing the show. I'm very humbled. And uh, now we'll uh, continue the episode with a closing sentiment from Ezra. So we're going to say it together and we're gonna have a great time. All right. Three, two, one. Have, Have a, a great, great day. day. More, More like. like. <laughs>
have a great have a great year. year. <laughs> <laughs> I'm clever uh, as hell. I'm laughing That's to keep from crying. That's what you guys crying. are missing out on. <laughs> All right, thanks, guys. We love you. Love you, Ezra. We love you. I'll miss you guys. I will see you, or I'll talk to you because I've never really seen. I don't know who listens to this podcast. Um, but. I love you guys and I will be on the podcast again eventually. And uh, I really appreciate you guys listening. Please continue to listen because Andrew is really the backbone of this podcast and he's really fucking funny and he's got some great stuff planned. So hell yeah. Yeah. Bye. Ezra is the front bone, by the way. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> click. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we ended. It's probably good that you said click because I was just going to continue on that and say, like, I'm the dick bone or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're going to keep, we're gonna keep that front. in now. <laughs> <laughs> no.